a lot of customers have a, a good idea of what they want, but they don't know how to deliver it. And that's basically our job, to, to help them in that process. We realized that actually it was not the price that was wrong, but the structure of the pricing. And so that's how we started to think about it. And the customer told me, you know, I'm afraid because you sent me an email saying that I'm going to pay less. I don't believe it. I don't trust it. Should, should I sign? We know for sure that we'll lose something like 10 to 15 million. Today, you have one price and that's it. And you have access to all the applications. And that's really a game changer. Hi, Odooers, and welcome back to Planet Odoo. Let's start with a simple question. What would you do with $25 a month? $25 is approximately the cost of a Starbucks a week or lunch with a friend. But it could also be the budget you need to start and run your business from scratch. Indeed, Odoo is now available for $25 a month. In today's episode, we will discuss how such low pricing is possible and the broader reflection behind it. To explore this topic, we welcome Sébastien Bruyre, CCO at Odoo. We'll see how a company can position itself in terms of value creation and profitability while growing and keeping its customers happy. Let's get started. Hello, Sébastien. Hello. So, today we're here to talk about the commercial side of things a little more. But first, before getting to all this, uh, let's talk a little bit about you. So... How old are you? How long have you been in Odoo? So I'm turning 36 in a couple of days, actually. Uh, Happy birthday. <laughs> thanks. Uh, I joined Odoo actually 10 years ago okay. uh, in 2012 when it was still open ERP. Mm -hmm. um, and I joined as a business recruitment, a partnership of recruitment, actually. So basically at that time, uh, Odoo was still open ERP and uh, we were focusing mainly on the distribution of the software through partners. So um, I was responsible to recruit those new partners that will actually distribute the solution. Um, and I did that during something like two years. Mm -hmm. Then we had the, the switch of the, the business model. We, we, we went from OpenERP to Odoo. And uh, I joined the direct sales team okay. um, after, after those two, year, two years, where really the goal was to distribute the solution directly. Mm -hmm. um, and it was really interesting because it, it was a brand new story, a brand new uh, way of working as well. We had really to, to learn how to implement the solution. So it was really interesting. And then I, I continued to, to grow in the company. Uh, I also actually, uh, uh, I left Odoo for a couple of months okay. as well. Yeah. Um, Surprising. Yeah. Uh, I left at a different, diff difficult period, I would say. Uh, and then my, my previous manager called me back uh, seven months after to take over uh, the team where, where I was. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, yeah, after a couple of uh, years, uh, I took over the old uh, sales floor. Okay, okay. So you really accompanied it through nearly all its history. So yeah, I mean, yeah. Uh, uh, a big part of it. Yeah, uh, a big part of it, yeah, okay. let's say. Yeah. <laughs> the part where the, the legend started to really grow. <laughs> indeed, <laughs> indeed. <laughs> okay, and so could you tell us more about your day-to-day your -day job? Uh, what is your role exactly? Mm -hmm. uh, how does it work? So um, I'm chief commercial officer, so it means that I'm in charge of the strategy and of the sales side of, uh, of the company. So basically, it's difficult to, to give a day-to-day, -day, I would say, job, because mm -hmm. obviously I do not have a to-do list for every day. Um, but I would say that depending on, on the, the period of, of the year, I'll do different things. Uh, for example, at the moment, I'm really busy with the budget. Because obviously we have to build the budget for next of course, year. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I would say that my role is more to be a facilitator. Uh, for the salespeople. Uh, I'm making sure that they have the right tools, that they are able really to do their job the best way possible. I'm pretty sure that some of them will say that it's not true because I'm not <laughs> uh, giving all the discount they expect, but yet it's, it's actually my role. So, um, and 
At the same time, also the guarantor of the, the strategy that we put in place mm-hmm. uh, have to make sure that, okay, we go in the, the direction that we, we have decided. Mm-hmm. And so that's basically what I do. Now, if, if you look at the day-to-day, it, it's really, it depends. Some, you know, I have an open door, so people are coming in my office. And, they, and there's they a lot sh- of variety. It's, uh, it's challenge-based, if I, if I get it wrong. Exactly. So, so they come, they ask questions, they have sometimes difficult scenarios, so we have to adapt. Uh, so it's, uh, it's quite interesting. Do you have an example, maybe, of some, some tricky case? Uh, well, you know, uh, so, sometimes you have, uh, you have customers willing to have really specific uh, projects where we have to decide whether we go for it or not or how we, we're going to actually uh, address it, how we can maybe change their mind sometimes as well, because we believe that what they expect, expect sorry, is not exactly what they, they should go for. Mm-hmm. And so th- mm-hmm. that's a bit the logic that we put in place and that we try to adapt, because at the end of the day, um, it's true that a lot of customers have a, a good idea of what they want, but they don't know how to deliver it. And that's mm-hmm. basically our job, to, to help them in that process. And sometimes we need to make them evolve a bit in their in their thinking. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, that's the old story Antonio always t- tells uh, about. Uh, oh, but uh, uh, nobody would have asked to remove all the buttons on the smartphone. Uh, indeed. So that's the idea to just t- tell them, okay, but you could do it this way, and it would be even better. Okay, so one of the big decisions uh, that that you made recently, well, for V16, I mean, was about the new pricing. What changed exactly? How did it compare to what was there before? So. Before, we had a pricing that was designed with uh, the users and the application. So it means that you had to pay for every single user you had, plus every application that you would use. Um, It was not that clear for people, so we had to explain really uh, how this pricing worked, and it was not efficient. And so today, the way it works is actually quite simple. You have one price, one price per user, and that's it. And you have access to all the applications. And that's really a game changer because thanks to that now, people can really benefit from the, the power of the solution. They can mm-hmm. use all the applications at one cost. Okay, so could you maybe get a, a, give an example? So if I have like three users, I want everything, what does it, what does it cost me exactly? But basically the price per user is uh, $24.9. Uh, and so that, that's the cost that you will pay per user. So basically you multiply that's that by three, three. And that's it. And that's it. That's okay. the, the price you're going to pay. Okay, so whatever I'm using. Cool. And is one app free still there or...? Yeah, so we, we still have the, the, the main logic. So ba- today we have three plans. We have the one app free plan, which is actually the one where you can get one application. For instance, you will take website and you will be able to use the website of Voodoo for, uh, for free. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can have any application. So you can have CRM, you can have accounting. You decide where you want to start. Then you have the standard plan, where basically it's a kind of out-of-the-box solution where you can use all the applications, um, but you cannot do any customization. Uh, it means that you really use the the tool as it is, and you cannot uh, do anything extra. And then you have the last plan, which is actually the uh, custom one, where you do, you can do development. You have access to Auto Studio, which is one of the most powerful tool mm-hmm. that we have in, in the in the solution as well. You can also connect Odoo uh, through API uh, to external tools, uh, and you can also have multi company. So that's uh, I would say the most advanced part of uh, of the plans, and then the rest is really depending on on what you need. I would say that for most of the SME. The standard plan is is really sufficient. Mm-hmm. So the idea is really to have something that is growing with uh, the company of the customer and adapting to it. Yeah, so it's cool. Uh, so about the, this price change and the fact that we we now build really per user, what was the decision process that led to this? Uh, how did we come to this, and why did we that? Uh, so it's actually funny because everything started um, last year when you know most of the competitors decided to raise the price. Okay. 
And so we had the thinking, even though we always try to decrease the price, we, we had to think about it, right? And, and we were thinking, okay, should we also look at it and, and raise a price? And in a couple of days, we decided it was not the right moment, that we don't want to do it. We want to keep uh, this accessible price. Um, and so basically the discussion was shut. Now, the reality came a bit later because we realized that more and more um, our customers had difficulty to understand the price. And when we start to look at it, we realized that the global um, logic of our pricing was not working as expected. Because if you think about it, today um, our main focus is the SME market. Mm -hmm. And if you take uh, an SME, the cost was way too high, actually. If you had only one user, it was costing something like 90 euros with mm -hmm. four or five applications, mm -hmm. which is really, really expensive. Mm -hmm. And so we realized that actually it was not the price that was wrong, but the structure of the pricing. And so that's how we, we started to think about it. And um, instead of raising the price, we just decided to completely change everything to make it way more affordable for the SME market. Um, and so it took months, right? Mm -hmm. Because whenever we, we do that kind of exercise, it's something really strategic and it has a massive impact uh, in the future. Yeah, it's not something you can change like no, that and then indeed. see if it works and oh, no, it yeah. doesn't, oh, too bad. Or, sure. It, exactly. And the last time we changed it was actually in 2016. So it's been like a long time yeah. with a lot of stability as well. Uh, and But before that, we were use, uh, changing the price basically every year. So, mm -hmm. so that's also, also something that we, we were used to in a way. Mm -hmm. And so that's why we, we've been really uh, careful about the change and we really thought about it for long. We did a lot of analysis. We, we, we try really to design the price that would fit the best our, our strategy, obviously. You know, uh, we want... Uh, to digitalize the SME market and we want them to have the best tool possible. That's, I would say, the motto that we, we keep in mind. Mm -hmm. um, and for that, uh, we know that today business tools are more and more into uh, productivity and, and that actually companies realize that because a couple of years ago was not the case. They were more, you know, just digitalize the business was already a massive step. Mm -hmm. Today, uh, after two years of COVID, etc., they know that they, mm -hmm. they need to go in that direction. And they realize that sometimes just uh, e-sign application can change the way they work, right? Mm -hmm, and sure. so that's why we wanted to really push that, uh, that new pricing because with that pricing you can have everything at once mm -hmm. and you don't have to pay extra. There's no, no blocking points anymore. So mm -hmm. that's really the, the direction that we Yeah, do. so the idea is really to encourage them to use more and more things and try and, and experiment things with the, the things they wouldn't have paid uh, or bought uh, before. And, and it's really a bottom-up approach because mm -hmm. um, the goal is to provide those applications from day one to all the users. That way, they will take the initiative. You know, a bit like uh, if you look at Google today, you can test a lot of application, you know, to design, uh, to, to, to do surveys or whatever. And the users are actually using it because they need a tool like that. Mm -hmm. That's a bit the, the logic that we, we took as well. Mm -hmm. So, okay, most users will be able to test eSign, will be able to test knowledge, I mean, you know, those productivity mm -hmm. apps. And if they like it, they will start to use mm -hmm. it. And mm -hmm. good, mm -hmm. that will be beneficial yeah, for the company. Yeah, and they can see directly how it integrates with the rest. And it's mm -hmm. way easier than just going, looking at the list of what's available, trying on some run bot or demo database, whatever, and then maybe decide to pay for it. And it's way more, I would say. And, and on top of that, it's also really important because what we see in the SME market today is that they, they use a bunch of solutions. You know, if you take the, the classical SME, uh, and I would say even startup, mm -hmm. they will most probably have uh, Salesforce for so this CRM, then they will have uh, another tool like uh, DocuSign to sign document, they will have Slack, 
they will have you know a bunch of tools that are mm-hmm. not integrated. Mm-hmm. And so at the end of the day, they lose a bit in 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 actually efficiency because simply they have to do double encoding. They lose a lot of time. You know, they they will spend time uh, putting the information in, in two, three different solutions. So it's not efficient. That's what mm-hmm. we we want to show them. Mm-hmm. Try the solution. Start maybe small. You have mm-hmm. the one app free, so you don't even have to pay anything to start mm-hmm. with. And then you grow the solution. And then they will see what's the benefits of using a tool mm-hmm. like Odoo that is really fully integrated. That's um, an interesting approach because you're really taking the value of the product, probably putting it in front of people and saying, yeah. Look at it and just convince yourself. Uh, yeah, you, you, you don't have to trust me. Yeah. Do it yourself. Test it. It's there. You can test it for free. So you don't have to believe me. You, you can uh, you can experience it yourself. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, you were talking about the the, the fact that uh, before 2016, if I remember what you said, that yeah. we used to change the price every year. So I guess from that, well, you said it, you, we, we got some experience with that. Were there situations where we regretted changing the price? And, and, and I don't know, maybe you have an anecdote for that and things we really didn't want to happen again uh, uh, this time? But you know, it's funny because um, before 2016, I was not involved in the mm-hmm. decision making mm-hmm. of uh, of changing the price. And I remember that we had one pricing that was really terrible. I mm-hmm. mean, that Why? It, it was really terrible because it was a kind of um, multiplicator. So basically, it was really expensive when you were a small company. And mm-hmm. as a salesperson, we're really uh, on the field and feeling like, yeah, yeah but that's, the, not, that's not a good idea. How can it, it, yeah, yeah, exactly. How, how can it work, you know? And so, yeah, it was really tough. And actually, we we basically, I think after a couple of months said, okay, it will never work, so we will stop. So yeah, mm-hmm. it, it was a, it was really a, a problem. The good thing about this pricing is that we, we learned from the, that experience. Mm-hmm. So we took the time to really, when, when we were focused and we were really convinced about the price we had, we took a lot of salespeople in the room, we, took, we talked a lot with partners, we took a lot with also some potential customers to, to see what, the, what were the what they thought about it, you know, mm-hmm. and the feedback was always really positive, mm-hmm. and so that's basically I think the learning that we had uh, compared to to the previous change that we had in in the past, and it was maybe also a bit less mature. So that's mm-hmm. quite normal, I think. It's good that there was this. I didn't know there was this this kind of community thing discussion yeah. just to be sure that we're not uh, <laughs> going in the but wrong direction y- and check that it's okay with. Y- them. You know, the impact is actually really big because today we have yeah, sure. four thousand and two hundred partners, mm-hmm. um, so. Changing the price means also changing their business, yeah. right? So we need to be aligned yeah, with them. We need to, to make sure that. that you know those guys will will keep uh, the the benefits from from mm-hmm. the price. So mm-hmm. it's really important. That's why we wanted to really talk to. Uh, I, I'm not saying that we talk to all the partners. Yeah, sure, sure, the sure, key sure, partners. Sure. Uh, that way, we we have their feeling and they can really participate to the, the I would say evolution of the future of the company. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's inter- an interesting approach. Is it something that we do on other decisions like that? Or? Yeah, I mean, on I would say um, most of the time when there is a strategic decision that we take, we normally always talk to, to the community in general. I mean, you know, you're in the R&D, so you, mm-hmm. you know how it works. We also take the time to talk to um, partners, to do some service, to understand what are the main focus that we should focus on. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, we take the decision, right? Yeah, sure. you because we are the editor. Yeah, we have and, to. Uh, exactly. Um, and our interest is really global, so mm-hmm. that's also really important. Mm-hmm. But yes, we, we try more and more to really have those discussions and to listen to, to the community, uh, because at the end of the day, that's what we are. We are a community, mm-hmm. and so we, we have to follow that. Yeah, but I think it's a good saying, because uh, it's not something that everybody would imagine works like this for a company our size. 
uh, and it's still in this open source, open core now my, my mindset uh, that we were explaining in last episode. If you didn't listen to it, <laughs> uh, so okay, uh, fine, really interesting. And so, how did it go uh, so, so far? So it's been a few few months. It was in October that we announced that with the new new version uh, of Odoo. What are the results now? How's it going? So basically, you know, um, at this stage, it's still it, it's still really complex to have a clear vision. Mm-hmm. Now, at least the goals that we set are are really good because simply what we wanted is to raise the amount of customers that uh, mm-hmm. that we have. And if we look at the two last months, I think we multiplied the amount of new customer by 2.5. Okay. So, you know, Everything's months going to according months. According to plan so, for that. So, <laughs> so it, it goes at its plan too. Now, uh, we'll see in the future if it's just, uh, you know, a first step or yeah. we don't know. Um, but I think that no, for, for now the... The price is welcome on, on, on the market by, by the customer, by the partners, etc. So it, it goes well. But again, we need to see at the end of Q1 how it goes to really have a clear vision. Mm-hmm. Would you say that we sacrificed, uh, if I might say so, part of our immediate benefits of uh, profit for this change? Yeah, for sure. I mean, we know for sure that uh, uh, we'll lose something like 10 to 15 million straight, simply because... Um, what we do, we have different templates of uh, contracts. We have monthly, we have yearly, and mm-hmm. we have multi-years. Um, so it means that at the anniversary, if your contract is supposed to decrease, your contract will decrease. Mm-hmm. So it means that we'll have a loss of revenue in there. Uh, for the one that will potentially increase, it will be capped at 7%. So it means that you know we'll lose revenue. Mm-hmm. Now the reality behind is um, we see it as a back off to to better blow up in a way, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it means that uh, with the new customers that we're going to get in the future, it will compensate, and it's a kind of balance that we take. It's a bet that we take. Yeah, it's an um, investment, we might say. Exactly, it's a, it's a kind of investment, exactly. And um, and yeah, I, I think that for now it's exactly as uh, it, it it goes exactly as you're supposed to. Mm-hmm. And what's the next step? What do we expect in the near future? Well. Uh, as, what you can know. you say? <laughs> <laughs> so, so basically, what we expect is really, again, to help the SME market. And mm-hmm. so if you want to help the SME market, we need to see a kind of explosion in the SME adoption. Mm-hmm. For now, that's what we see. So mm-hmm. we are happy about it, right? Now, we want also to keep on growing massively on the mid-market and corporate because that's something that we started three years ago. And it's also part of the thinking that we had on the pricing. And so if we keep on growing at the same speed, then it will be perfect and exactly where, where we want to be. And and I still expect, even though we have a decrease in the revenue this year, I still expect a massive growth for next year. Okay, so what was the reaction to the to the price change? So we talked about the involvement in the community in, this, in the decision. Uh, how did the community as a whole uh, react to that? How did the customers react to that? You know, it's funny because when, when the new pricing was released, uh, we sent a bunch of emails, right, to our yeah. customers, to, to our partners. I mean, mm-hmm. we, we sure. sent a, an email saying, okay, hey guys, good news. Now you're going to have access yeah. to the full solution. I, I received one from uh, one of my DTPs. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and, and so I was actually at um, uh, with a customer because we had a meeting on site and the customer told me, you know, I'm afraid because you sent me an email saying that I'm going to pay less. I don't believe it. I don't trust it. Should, should I sign? You know? Something special. Yeah, exactly. So, so people were actually not really believing it because it's not that often that a supplier is no. sending you an email saying, hey, by the way, you're going to pay less. You yeah, know? Yeah, I, I don't remember any, I mean, any uh, example. In the, me in the neither. Past, right? I don't know people do that very often. Exactly. <laughs> I so, so, so I think that the reaction was pretty much like that. You know, mm-hmm. People were really amazed by uh, the situation. And, um, and yeah, that, that's, that's the feedback we had. I think that even for... Um, the the new customers they were really uh, okay. Basically, it's cheaper than 
than, than the coffee. We always use that example. It's cheaper than the coffee, right? Because <laughs> you pay $25 a month uh, just for one user, you know, but mm -hmm. on the entire period. While if you go to Starbucks, I think that's the example. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know how much it costs to yeah, have just uh, one Starbucks. Maybe it's not a good benchmark because <laughs> we should go for a cheaper coffee. But at the end of the day, it's still cheaper. Yeah, even so. if you add a bunch of cheaper coffee. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's, <laughs> it's still the same. Pretty yeah. quickly. Yeah. Indeed. <laughs> okay, okay, cool. So uh, we've talked a lot about the pricing. Let's jump to another subject about the evolution of Odoo and our, our growth. So we are still growing. I guess people know that. Otherwise, they wouldn't listen to this. And so we have already a bunch of offices around the world. Wh which ones, actually? Because maybe people don't know where we have offices. Uh, so today yeah. we have... Um, it, first, uh, I will talk about the strategy and then I will go through the yeah, offices. Sure. So before... Um, two. 2022, the strategy was really to have central offices. Mm -hmm. Okay, so we had offices in the US, in Europe, in Asia, in Dubai, and all those offices are actually were managing the whole region. Then we decided to change a bit the strategy and to mm -hmm. go a bit more local, simply because uh, sometimes, I mean, you need to be local to address the market, mm -hmm. right? So now we have an office in San Francisco, we have another one in Buffalo, that way we manage the uh, both um, both sides of the U.S. We have an office in Mexico as well. And the news is also that we're going to launch an office in Brazil okay. this year. Okay. Um, then we have the European office in Belgium. You know, it's the headquarters. So that's basically where everything started. From this office, we're going to also open new offices in, in Europe, um, like Spain. It's already open since mm -hmm. uh, two months now. Mm -hmm. Germany is open since last month. We have the um, Italian office that will be also launched probably uh, during the first semester of uh, 2023. Um, we opened also the Kenyan office. Mm -hmm. uh, so in Kenya to manage really the, the whole Africa because it was still managed from uh, Europe as well, from Belgium. Um, we have the, the office in Luxembourg as well, which is also an office that is uh, important. Uh, and then uh, we have the office that is managing the Asian market, which is actually Hong Kong. Mm -hmm. And from Hong Kong, we have opened now the Australian office. That I mean, it's not yet open. It will be open in uh, in Jan, something like that. But actually, the the director will will soon leave, so it's almost there. Mm -hmm. um, and the next one to come from that region will be probably probably Indonesia, because yeah. we also have a massive traction there. Then we have uh, the office in India that is existing since I think yeah, yeah. More, since the very beginning. Historical, yeah, office. It's historical, yeah. <laughs> and growing quite fast. <laughs> um, and then we have the office in Dubai as well, as managing the old region. And I think that I did the tour. Did I miss one? Mm, I don't think so. I don't, think I so. don't okay. know them as well as you do. So, <laughs> 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 okay, sorry if we if we forgot one. Uh, but that's the that, that's yeah. the idea. We so th that's really the idea today is to have also local offices to be able to address. Uh, the strategy on the long run. So as I said earlier, uh, we are now really focusing as well on the mid market and corporate. Uh, mm -hmm. The reason for that is, uh, actually we did, didn't really decide for that, right? Mm -hmm. Because uh, we've been refocusing on the SME market for long and uh, we've, we've been realizing more and more that a lot of MM, we call it MMC, so mid market and corporate okay. companies, uh, were calling us saying, hey, by the way, what you do with SME, do you do it as well with mid market companies? And so we're like, yeah, in a way. So but there was an opportunity. To do exactly. <laughs> it's, it's, okay. it's a matter of opportunity. And so um, we have decided to address it properly. So with mm -hmm. the right team, with a, a really um, a real methodology as well, because mm -hmm. it's also important. It's a different thing 
way of thinking, I would yeah, say. Yeah, I assume they don't them. exactly work in the same yeah, way as SMEs. Yeah, so. exactly. And the impl implementations are longer yeah. as well, yeah. so you need to have dedicated teams, etc. So, so it's a bit different. Um, and actually, we, we manage it uh, both on the direct side, but also on the indirect side. So also, what we realized is that the it's difficult for um, mid-market and corporate company to actually work with a partner sometimes because they're like, yeah, but who are there? Are there really serious, etc.? So we, we are also helping helping today our partners to actually um, get those customers by with a collaboration, right? Mm -hmm. And so um, that's something important for the future. And that's why also we want to go local to be able to really be uh, next to those customers and to convince them that it was the right solution for them. Mm -hmm. And together with the partners, we're going to grow those markets. Um, but for that, we need first to build the workforce locally. Mm -hmm. We yeah. need to have people that know the solution, that know the complexity of the country mm -hmm. and where we are. You how, know, how do we do that? What is the, the process? If I decide to, well, if you decide to open, uh, if I decide that nothing happens. <laughs> uh, if you decide to open a, a new office somewhere, what do we do? Yeah. So first, we... We look at the opportunity. Today, the reason why we, we started with um, Italy, Spain, Germany, etc., it's mainly because those markets are actually already quite strong. Mm -hmm. You know, we, it's not new for us. Yeah, there's we, we something to them. support. Already. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. we, we address them from Belgium okay. for, for years, mm -hmm. and actually we have quite a strong activity there. Now, the reality is uh, that we, we, we see as well that the potential is not at 100% simply because we are not locally mm -hmm. there. Mm -hmm. So when we see that potential, we we see if we have a potential director because that's the most important topic. Sure. You know? We want to make sure that we have the right director and if we, we have, then we see how we can handle it. Mm -hmm. As soon as we find the right person to launch the office there, then we're going to go for it. Mm -hmm. And then we're going to launch it with the direct sales first. So the direct sales are the ones that are really uh, selling directly to the SME market um, and with also uh, the consultants that are able to uh, really implement those projects. Second, we're going to add all the different sales teams that we have. Uh, we duplicate basically the model of Belgium mm -hmm. in that country, but step by step, because mm -hmm. we, we want to make sure that they will be efficient so and that they will have the, the all, time to all, earn. all new people at once, or, or you, do you take a bunch of uh, people going with the director to the new site and then recruit people? Yeah, so, so it depends. Um, if we have enough people, sometimes we, we send a couple of people that will actually be really the the pillars of, uh, mm, of the, the office. Core and uh, <laughs> exactly. the seed uh, for yeah, the new indeed. office. Yeah. But for the rest, yeah, we try to have um, a maximum of local people because basically they are the one who knows mm -hmm. the, the, the culture, they know the specificity of the market. And they know how so, they have to communicate exactly. with businesses. And, uh, so I would say that in general, we have maximum two to three people that are coming from Belgium, but normally they, they know as well the market. So if I take an example... In, um, in Kenya, uh, when we launched it, it's actually a colleague who is actually um, from, uh, from, he's born and raised in Congo. He, he was working with us for, uh, I think, seven years in Belgium. Mm -hmm. And then he went in, uh, in Kenya and he launched it mm -hmm. uh, with a couple of Belgian guys as well. So there are three now uh, from Belgium. But we are around 30 people already. And mm -hmm. so the rest are really local people yeah. that know the market really well. Mm -hmm. And that's basically what we try to duplicate every single time. The only thing that we try to do is make sure that they will benefit from the learnings we had in the past. We don't want them to go through the same complexity that we faced when we launched uh, mm -hmm. the different uh, teams and the different practice. Sure. So we want them to take the shortcuts. And for that, they also helped from uh, the Belgian office with the, the knowledge by, you know, just trainings or just providing uh, people for a couple of months sometimes to, to make sure that they can go a bit faster. 
Okay, okay, cool, cool. So the, the critical thing, if you want to become a director, is having the experience and having this kind of proximity with the region we're targeting. So. Yeah, and uh, not always, because in some cases, it, the, what matters really is the language, right? Yeah, sure. Uh, you, you need to speak the language. Of course. Uh, it's true that for the existing offices, we have uh, someone who is, uh, he's not Spanish, actually. Uh, he's from Argentina, I think, uh, but, but he speaks, speaks Spanish. Spanish. <laughs> uh, then you have uh, the, the German offices, the German guy who used to work here. What's really important is to master the uh, direct sales approach first of all mm -hmm. um, simply because that's what you will you will do mm -hmm. for a couple of years mm -hmm. right you, you're going to build a team a sales machine that will be able to address um, the direct sales part and then you have to be able to manage the rest as well the indirect uh, the, the customer success so the existing customers so step by step so we're looking for a great leader that knows really well Odoo and that can really bring a lot of value you know to that specific market mm -hmm. that's the logic we follow mm -hmm. it's interesting because it's like every once in a while you get the emergence of a new hero going to, for the mission in, the, in, the, in each country and uh, yeah that's cool it's, it's, it's so much Odoo right <laughs> yeah because it, the, the reality as well is that sometimes we send people that are really young you know mm -hmm. Um, I remember the, the, the director that we sent in Hong Kong. Mm -hmm. um, actually, he was uh, working in direct sales in Belgium. And the guy was actually in the company since 18 months, I think. And after 18 months, um, we asked him, hey, uh, do you want to become the director of the Hong Kong office? And at that, at that moment, I think the office was already an office of 20 people or mm -hmm. maybe a bit more, actually. So it was a big challenge. It was a big challenge. He was probably 25 or 26 years mm -hmm. old. Uh, and he took over, and now today they are around like 200 people in the office, managing a, a, a so massive a market. So, <laughs> yeah, it's 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 a bet, but you know we we bet on on smart people mm -hmm. with the right uh, skills, and when you have the right skills, the rest you can just learn, you know. Mm -hmm. And that that's basically the bet that we take, and most of the time it works really well. Mm -hmm. Very interesting approach. Um, okay, so uh, we are reaching the end of this episode. So uh, I don't know if you have maybe some personal things you would like to share about you uh, with us. So people listen to you for 30 minutes. What could they know about you? Is there something personal you'd like to share? <laughs> uh, you know, I Nothing special. I think that, uh, you know, I, I don't have anything special to share. Maybe, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm simply uh, um, in, in charge of something that I really like, which is uh, the evolution of this company. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's the, the funny thing is it, it's the professional part, but it becomes also your, your private part, right? You know, most of the time I hear Odoo day and night because uh, my son, I have three kids, right? Okay. And um, my son is, uh, is always drawing a lot of things on papers. And most of the time now he's drawing cars with a big Odoo on it. <laughs> and I think that, you know, he, he's starting to learn how to write down. The branding is the, working. The branding <laughs> is working really well. And he's really fan of the trucks and of the cars, etc. So I think that, you know, life is becoming sometimes really... Uh, <laughs> Really based on Odoo and and it's it's funny it's funny. Mm, that's, I guess it's it's also uh, we can feel that you that you like it and, and that you really enjoy what you're doing. So uh, uh, I guess it can be a good example for people. I mean, uh, having a job that you like that much and it's normal that of course there's a bit of blending in your life because you get invested into it, right? Yeah, indeed. Yeah, and you know, at the end of the day, the, the beauty of a company of Odoo is that it's like working in a different company every year. Because simply mm, things are evolving that fast. You know, I when totally you, agree. Yeah, <laughs> and, I mean, and I think it's, it's true in every single department. Mm -hmm. When you're growing at something like 60-70% for the past 10 years, you cannot expect to have the same company. Mm -hmm. And uh, look at where we are. I mean, we have internal studios at, at the... It, it's crazy. If you yeah. think about uh, where we, we were 
10 years ago were really a small company in the middle of the farm yeah, because yeah. At, at that moment it was still mainly the farm. Mm-hmm. And uh, now, yeah, it's growing fast and it's really nice to see how, how, uh, how great people uh, can really build a strong, a strong company like, mm-hmm. like Odoo. Mm-hmm. Very good answer. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, well, that's it for our episode. Thank you for uh, you. your answers. It uh, was very interesting. So, that's a wrap for this episode. Thank you for joining us today. If you liked it, make sure to support us by hitting the subscribe button, leaving a review, or sharing the show. See you next time. Cheers. Cheers.